Hello and welcome to The Unmissables, the weekly podcast that looks at the latest pop cultural happenings, but mainly television. I'm joined by two glorious colleagues. We all work together at a magazine called Heat. And Steph Seelan, you're here as usual. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm excited about it. I'm Steph Seelan and I'm here. I just wanted to explain because we're not random. We're not three random people just that just, just met in the street. Bumped Depends into each who other. you speak to. And that other voice you hear is Kay Ribeiro. Hello. Not Ribeiro. No. She often gets not called. Ribena. Definitely no. none of those things. It's Ribeiro. Ribeiro. R-I-B-E-I-R-O. Yeah. And also I'm F-Y-O. not. I'm Steph Seelan, not Stephanie Seaman, as they used Ooh. to call me at school, which is just mean. Right. Now we have to put the explicit content label <laughs> yeah. on the podcast. Because I've said Seaman really, really and early. And you said... Well, you know oh, it's Steph. That's not a bad word. No, but what do you really... What oh, was the first, Fanny. Yeah. <laughs> One minute in and you mentioned semen twice, Steph. Oh. I mean, fair enough. An apology apologia. is needed. Maybe not an apologia, which was the, the play we saw on stage last week. Well, you That's just a gag for regular listeners. Other people are just like, you like crazy. Yeah, I'm trying to make sure I explain all these yeah, increasingly Put it um, in context, contrived in-jokes. Um, anyway, every week we look at four, usually four morsels of popular culture, mainly TV, In fact, we are reviewing this week The State, the new four-part Channel 4 drama about ISIS. Get excited. Yes, do get excited. I'm not saying it's going to be fun, but it is exciting. The Tick is the new Amazon Prime, uh, what can only be described as a superhero kind of spoof comedy thing. We've got Len Goodman's Partners in Rhyme. Oh, is this a fluff spot? That is the fluff spot. Every week we try and do a show that can only be described as fluff. Mm. I've said it can only be described as twice already. I don't know if I like this fluff slot because I feel like it's a bit too derogatory, by the way. But anyway, we can discuss well, this. And, 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 well, it's a fair point to make, Kate, because in fact the last thing we're doing could also really couldn't easily be described as fluff, which is the return of Street Mate. Mm. The iconic dating format is going to be on back on Channel 4 starting Monday the 21st of August at the interesting time, I believe, of 5.30pm. Hosted... I also believe by Scarlett Moffat. In fact, I know because I've watched it. <laughs> but also, love is serious, so it isn't fluff. Serious finding a partner, Boyd. Take mm, that back. We'll discuss that later. Okay. You're obviously, I think you're obviously wrong. Um, now then, not, love, not the love is fluff, just this show. But before all of that, we've got the weekly selection of stuff we've all happened to have been watching randomly, but invariably that's also stuff that we've watched on television. <laughs> Kay, what have you been watching this week? I've been watching Trust Me. Now, I know last week you guys said you were too scared to watch it. No, you were too tense. Too frightened. Too frightened. frightened. So I took one for the pod team and I've carried on watching it. And I've got to tell you, it's really, really good still. But if you thought last week was tense, this week it's even worse because her web of lies is getting even bigger and bigger. Like you think she couldn't tell any more lies. She thought she's all done. Her nose was big enough. She is lying her pants off. Her pants are on fire and um, she's flying very close to the wind. So how many have you watched, Kay? So we did, we we reviewed the episode one last week of Trust Me. Mm. Jodie Whittaker. Jodie Whittaker. BBC One. Tuesday nights BBC One. So how many more have you watched? I've watched one more. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've watched one more. So just to recap, this is the nurse who's acting as a doctor, who's lying about being a doctor, has got no clue how to do any of it. Well, a little bit of it, but it's essentially very dangerous with a scalpel. And um, yeah, it's... it's. But you said you thought she was going to get found out, so I, you thought I could watch episode two. So I'm getting the vibe from you, the tense vibe that she doesn't get found I out. I think you shouldn't watch it for a little bit. I don't I'll tell you when it's safe it. to watch. Spoiler alert. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know, I haven't watched it. Obviously, but... 
we don't want to know whether she gets found out or not. No, we? but no, but Kay said, oh, I think she'll get found out soon so you can carry uh, on watching it. Oh, right. But I'm getting the I the feeling from Kay that I shouldn't watch it. I mean, I, I don't want to watch it anyway because it's scary. <laughs> I'm going to continue watching it for the team and I'll tell you when it's safe to you're do gonna, so. You're that um, squeamish that you just, can't cope with further trust me. Is that what you're telling me? If this podcast has shown you anything, it's that I don't like tension. I'm not prone to <laughs> a ram. I don't I know if anyone listened to last week's podcast. By the way, I'd like to make an apology to you. Um, but I've got a few apologies to make. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, I hope I'm in line One is, Are they apologies or are they... Apologies. They're apologies. Okay, fine. Because yeah, as we know, an apologia is a completely different thing. It's like a, some kind of testimony. <laughs> yeah, can't believe we're still going on. That we Channing does on stage in that play of the same name. I need to apologise for you because I actually listened back a little bit to last week's podcast, which I don't do very often because I don't like to listen to myself if at all possible. But you <laughs> said something true. when we reviewed Quacks, the BBC, the excellent BBC comedy that we all liked about yep, doctors it. in the 19th century. You started. You, oh, you explained the thing about it that it's all, people go to the theatre to watch the operation. Yeah, and, and then then you I explained exactly it again. I know. Yeah. I know you did that. It's, I didn't I want to bring been, it up. It's almost like you're not listening to her or <laughs> me. It's weird. It's bad. I feel that it's a real like man thing to do to not listen to what you I just know, said. You but I think because listen. sometimes as hosts, my only excuse is that I was like preparing something to say for the next bit. But yeah, I completely you make the repeated. Same point. I yeah, made straight, the same point. And you, and you let me get away with it. You didn't go. I mean, why I, I, just, do you know why? Boys? I don't want to bring it up. But in episode four, that might have happened to me. Well, can you just next time I repeat something you've literally just said? Why can you can you please do me a favor and say to me I just said that you. Your words are sacred. So that's one apology to you, apology. Thank you. Hey, and do you know who else you need to apologise yes, to? Yes, is the next one. Is Chris Hewitt. Yeah. Chris so Chris Hewitt of our kind of sister podcast, Empire. It's the big the brother. Film. Yeah, the big brother, yeah. yeah with, with the little sister. sister. Yeah. yeah, come on. The big brother, Empire, the excellent Empire film podcast that I listen to religiously every week. I said last week when we reviewed Celebrity Masterchef that he was a huge fan of Celebrity Masterchef. Of course, I knew deep down this was not the case. Chris, the legend of Empire magazine, mm-hmm. is in fact a huge Masterchef fan. Yeah. He's a purist. He actually, because you had this conversation with him. I caught up with Chris Hewitt in yeah. the lift yeah. on the way to Morrison's, okay? <laughs> right. He was on the way to buy oh, a £3 meal deal salad, mm. okay? Yeah. No, it's true. That's what he was doing. We're having a bit of a conversation about that. And I said, hey, I've got a bone to pick with you. I said, I know you're listening to the Unmissables podcast. And he said, of course he is. And I said, did you listen to the latest one? He said, no. And then I said, I hear that you're a fan of Celebrity Masterchef. And he said, absolutely not. He said, he's a purist yeah. and anything else is a bastardization <laughs> of the format. Exact words from Christopher Hewitt of Empire Fame. And as I said, deep down, I kind of knew that because I think he, he tweeted that kind of thing before. Yeah, there are a lot, I think there are a lot of Masterchef fans who don't who like professional Masterchef, yeah. or whatever it's called, and well. Masterchef itself, which is the amateurs. But the celebrity version they find and they find it, yeah, it's distilled, dis- distilled, not distilled. Shit. Uh, yeah. A it's, it's about bastardization, thank you. Yeah. Diluted. It, they feel it's diluted the MasterChef. Got there eventually. The MasterChef <laughs> brand. And I know what he means, but I st- I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of all the MasterChef formats. And I, so I still like the celebrity version. Also, when you talk about Trust Me, by the way, mm. saying that how tense it gets, of course, we did get tweeted by Dan Sefton. The writer of Trust Me. Oh, did you? Oh, yes. <gasps> did you notice? An actual he, person. He t- <laughs> We're always getting tweeted. What are you talking about? He said, because we talked about how t- tense it was last week, and he said the ending might surprise you, but it def gets more tense. <gasps> and I can okay. confirm that. Well, He's right. He, is he the writer? Yes. He, okay, I'm staying I'm staying well away from it. He also wrote Delici- Delicious and Good Calm Hospital, as we mentioned before. Mm. Oh. Yes, you got your hand up, Kay? I want to tell you the second thing that I want to tell you. Sorry. No, it's all right. What else um, have you been watching, Kay? Well, I wanted to disprove your point that all we do is watch TV because I read a book. Oh, yes, my. Yes, I did. Sweet now, baby. Jesus. Moses. <laughs> 
So Jesse Burton's The Miniaturist came out a while ago. I know I'm late to the party, but it's been in my book pile for a long time. And when I heard it's going to be made into a BBC drama at Christmas time, I was like, hell, Ooh. I need to read this before that because, you know. Well, you've achieved that. And I've done it and it's bloody brilliant. If you haven't read it, listeners, and, you know, there are, I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that haven't, you must do it because it's beautifully written. It's completely enchanting. It's about this girl who marries a Dutch merchant um, and their marriage and all the trials and tribulations to do with that. And honestly, it's so, so good. Which it, one of them is the miniaturist <laughs> of the title? <laughs> None of the husband or wife. But no. is there a miniaturist? Yes, of course. Someone the husband it. buys her a little um, oh. miniature house, oh. their house, oh. and she gets figurines sent oh. to her, and the stuff that she gets sent ends up happening to her. It's oh. like prophetic. Yeah, I it's like, see. It's very, very good. It's made me want to go to Amsterdam, so I might not Who be here next that? week. Jesse Burton. Okay. How big is your book pile, by the way? Yeah, there? I know I was going to ask yeah. that. Oh, God, it's really big. Is it? Yeah, it's really big. And is it a literal pile, or is it in your mind? Is both, there literally a pile of both books? Both literal, and I carry a digital okay. version in my is head. Is it like 16 hardbacks deep? I go for paperbacks. Oh, interesting. Never, never digital though. I never read off. A Don't you? Oh, no. Again, she doesn't binge. She doesn't do digital pure. books. Yeah. She's yeah. such a geek. I'm a dinosaur. Dweeb. No. She's such a dweeb. <laughs> Steph, what have you been watching? Far less okay. dweeby. What have you been? I went to the cinema oh. and I watched Dunkirk, and I loved Again, it. Like the IMAX. And I went to the I went to the IMAX in Milton Keynes, the home of. The greatest cinema the roundabout. of all time. The home. No, it's, it's built on the New York uh, block system, uh, Milton Keynes. I think it's now, is it 50 years old? Anyway, that's irrelevant. Milton Keynes is irrelevant. The cinema is what's We can what's review important. Milton Keynes at a later date. <laughs> we'll go on tour, the pod on tour. Yeah. Great shopping centre. Anyway, the cinema's great. And Dunkirk was fantastic. Everything you said was absolutely right, oh, Boyd, as good. it always is, sometimes. <laughs> We're going to listen to you more. <laughs> um, but I'm just going to say, testament to Harry Styles... Went with oh, yeah. went with a husband, and you know what mm. he said to me afterwards. He said, "Which one was Harry Styles?" I mean, I don't know. I mean, did he have his eyes shut? <laughs> but but like that, was he actually asleep? Is, yeah, maybe. No, but wink? but the fact is, is that's how good he is in it, and I thought he's in it more than anyone else. I'm impressed. A, that I'm impressed that you agree with everything I said and that you enjoyed it. And Brilliant. But I'm intrigued that Liambi George, your husband, as I yeah. call him, um, he, he just doesn't recognise Harry Styles, that he's that no. enclosed, closed yeah. off from popular culture, yeah. that he just does he not He doesn't get involved doesn't with that kind involved. of stuff. He no. hasn't got time for that. He's only got time for football. Tottenham, uh, that's yeah, what he's got yeah, time yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does um, DM me on um, the Instagram about About trainers, shoes, trainers yeah. quite a lot, yeah. yeah. Anyway, enough about reviewing my husband. <laughs> yeah. More about other things. Also, Kay... Yeah. I watched. Have you cheap, watched cheap, the cheap. final? I swear to God, okay, I'll sorry, punch I'm you in the face. All right. I did not, not watch that. <laughs> Terrible show. Oh, do you know what? I made a promise to myself not to be so aggressive. Oh, we should also cheap, cheap, cheap. Yeah, Alex Lowe got oh, in contact. Oh, don't bring who that plays, up. Sorry, who plays um, Barry for Watford. He, he, yeah, and he's a very funny pleased. guy on the show. He's a great guy. Yeah. I said he was funny. Yeah, I, he was wow. the best thing about okay, it. Anyway. Anyway, right. Kay, so Kay said she was deep in In the Dark. Yeah. Do you remember last week? Oh, yeah, week? In the Dark. I finished it. Did you finish it? No. Okay. I finished it. Or I I've been reading that. a book. Okay. <laughs> and is it good? The ending. I was I was pleased with the ending. I was very pleased, and I did not see it coming. But that's the gangland. The second story is the gangland. Story. Yeah. 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 It's, good. it's good. I think I've read that novel. I, mean, I, want, but I can't remember what the ending. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big okay. fan of the. It was, it was yeah. very good, and I know I keep saying, "Oh, it's not as good as um, Fearless," but actually, the you know how sometimes like the ending of things makes the mm. whole thing seem yes. good. Yes. I don't, there must be some phenomenon. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Anyway. That's what's happened here. <laughs> yeah. So now I like it just as much. Ending made it so much better than you originally thought it was going to be. That is exactly the what I'm factor. trying to say. The ending factor. Um, there you go. Well, that's all very good. Kay, have you seen um, Dunkirk yet? 
No, I've yet to go. Priorities. I'm gonna. I will go. Sort it out. But what, what have you been, what watching? Have you been watching? Oh, thanks for asking. Oh. Do you know what I've been watching? I no what? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I stumbled across on the Netflix. I've got a whole thing to say about Netflix actually, which is that oh, I feel this thing that I watched on Netflix should have some. They should have alerted me to it much earlier, or at least at some point, because I stumbled upon it. It's called Icarus. Oh, oh, I watched that too. Sorry, I got really oh, excited. You haven't then. mentioned it on here, though, before I start blundering I in. No, but I wanted to watch it. No, no, I'm just checking you haven't, and I didn't completely ignore you when you did mention it. Yeah, I mentioned it. I say what he hasn't done a boy as well. Yeah. So listen, I'm actually going to tell you, I'm going to tell you now the reality of mine and Kay's life. I walked over to Boyd's desk, Boyd's desk, okay, and I said, oh my God, do you know what I watched on Netflix last oh, yeah. night? <laughs> Icarus. It was amazing. It's about drugs cheats. But, as though, but, but not on the podcast, though. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah, but I know, but I, d- I just wanted to make sure that you hadn't talked about the podcast no, what, that no, I wasn't, no, hadn't confirm. ignored what you'd what, said on no, the podcast. No, what happened is you just ignored him in real life. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And, that's but fine. now you're going to discuss it. That's but we've fine. already established he ignores me on the podcast as well because of the repeat of the yeah, theatre thing a, on Quacks. Yeah, yeah. Boyd, start listening to me. Yeah, I will. Um, anyway, okay, Icarus, yeah. Icarus is this documentary uh, directed by Brian Fogel. I think he's like a kind of comedy writer in America like he works in television or something in America and he the whole, the whole idea of it Kay is because you haven't seen it oh no but her Steph husband has. texted me the weekend to tell me about it but I'm listening oh, go, really? go for it this is become a fast becoming a podcast about Leanne B. George it is <laughs> it's all about this guy who decided to investigate the world of doping in particularly in psychic but in sport and generally by doing it himself so by saying because he, he does this amateur version of the Tour de France thing and so he thought well, I'm going to do this thing every year one year I'm going to try and get experts to help me take as much Drugs as possible. That La- kind of things this. that Lance, what's his name, did. Armstrong. Armstrong, thank you. And um, see what happens. But the the incredible thing about the documentary is it turns it, the per- the expert he gets to help him is this Russian guy who works in the Russian, yes, Wada. Mm. version of Wada, yeah, yeah. World Anti Doping Agency. He turns out to be at the centre of this the huge, massive Russian conspiracy. They ended up with the whole Russia being expelled from athletics and the Olympics and everything. And it all kind of he doesn't realise this is going to happen. And it all kind of unfolds before your very eyes. He also ends up being helping this guy get extradited to America and this and and it's an it's an unbelievable. I really want to see this. It is an unbelievable story. I've been obsessed with the World Championships and then and then uh, Liam texted me about this. I desperately see it. Yeah, the only prop that I warn you, the only slight you have to put up with is this guy Dan Fogel injecting stuff up his bum oh it's that's horrible you say that like it's a bad thing no it's a bit much it's a bit much isn't it we don't need to see that like there's about eight eight shots of him don't you think that Russian guy is like he's really he's such a great character and you sort of incredible character I wish you weren't a massive (laughs) Drugs cheat aid <laughs> you're, because you're so fun and yeah. he, and he like and when he FaceTimes he FaceTimes with his top on and he's got a fun weirdly dog. always got it's his top off fun. always got his top off yeah. yeah you know like Friday night dinner the dad in Friday night dinner that's exactly yeah. what it's like, like yeah. he's like that I have a question for you so I'm glad you've seen it and I'm glad you reminded me of that because my big question about this documentary is in the telling of it the guy who's directed it and in it Brian Fogel yeah he's weirdly shocked and surprised that this Russian maverick yeah ends up with the set. it's like well what did he because all the way through the, the, the film, he's explaining to him yeah, that he knows boys, exactly how to cheat on drugs. And Brian's, it's like suddenly he's surprised that he's been, that's exactly what he's been doing. Brian's hopped up on drugs, though. He's probably oh, got into think, the hard stuff. Oh, it's okay. just addled his brain. I think mm. his brain was a bit addled. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit, I have to yeah. say. Anyway, the incredible, by the end of it, you're abs- there's just no doubt whatsoever that the whole, this huge conspiracy went right up to Vladimir Putin. And, and oh, of course. Basically oh. was involved. Yeah. Well, you know, just to see it, to see it there... Very cleverly, I thought, kind of explained in the last like third of the film, I thought was really... Can I ask you something? Yes. How have they made this documentary without getting, like, you know, 
taken out. Well, well ooh. would you like yeah. to answer that person no, who's like also you, seen this program? I'd like you to answer, film? Boyd. Well, it's, it, I mean, they have to be careful, yeah. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of references all the way through to from the Russian guy to say, you, you know, we've got to be careful and, you know, we can't just blunder in and you know you can't you've got to stop filming here they, they're just very careful about how they film it and how they and a lot of it's done on skype on laptops yeah, half the, the film is, is really them skyping each other isn't no, it but the point yeah. is it's out there now so people can see it so are right. they are these people safe oh, except for the Wait. russian guy who's probably i don't think any russians are safe just in general no, that's true it's a good point <laughs> yeah no, i meant the guy this the the, the russian guy Grigor- what are oh, the american guy yeah the american guy oh, yeah he's i mean how he's, so he wasn't exposing anything no, well, he, no, because I mean, this guy from the, the beginning, guy, yeah. from the beginning, you know that this Russian guy's involved. Basically, there has previously been a documentary made about this Russian guy about him cheating and how he had helped the Russians. Because a load of Russian um, athletes came out as whistleblowers mm. and said, "This is a guy helping us." So all the way along, you know he's a baddie, and you're sort of like, "Why has he got this baddie to help?" But he is the best. You know, if you want to be a drug <laughs> cheat, go to the best. Yeah. Right. Um, and but the thing I was mentioning about Netflix is it's weird that how, how Netflix has so much um, content now every mm-hmm. week. I mean, in the week we're doing at the moment, writing about in Heat, there's about four new things on Netflix. There's almost they don't even have the time or capability to promote it to, to kind of draw attention to it. So people mm. do find, but that's annoying stuff. because like I would have liked yeah. to watch yeah. this. Well, I mean, I know I still can, but hold I'm not on. having a go. Hold but. on, because actually, when you go on your Netflix, it says things you may well, like. Of course, yeah. So but but that's the thing. Personal I'm promotion. About, but I'm talking about writing media. about it, you know, yeah. in, in magazines and newspapers. And, and you just... At the moment, they just don't need it, is the bottom line. They've already got 105 million subscribers around the world. Maybe They're there's fine. a missed email. Do you know what, Boyd? Boyd? I will come to you every week and say what's on my things you might like, and then you can forget about it and discover them for yourself and then <laughs> pass them off as your own. Steph, I'm going to take extra, pay extra attention to the things that you and your husband, Liambi George, watch on a regular basis about dopey and sport. Thank you. If, if nothing else. Thank you so Let's much. Move... Time for some meat, right? Yes, Kay. Let's move on to the meat of the show, the four chunks of pop culture, actually TV, <laughs> that we're going to review, analyse and debate. Starting with, I think, what is definitely the TV event of next week. So this starts on Channel 4 on the 20th of August, Sunday at 9 o'clock, and it's running consecutive nights, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, well done. Wednesday, <laughs> 4... <laughs> It's written and directed by BAFTA award-winning Peter Kosminski, who did the BBC Two show Wolf Hall. Did you watch that? Oh, no. Yeah. Wasn't that very dark? Very dark, famously very, dark. Very, very yeah. dark. He likes a bit of natural light, I think. Yeah, always yeah. oh, one but, of those. Yeah, although to be fair to him, mm. in the period of Wolf Hall, there wasn't much electric light, was there? So, you know. I know. Yeah. But, okay, well, uh, that is a good point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this, in, in, in massive contrast, he has, he has he, he did a film called, a one-off called Brits a few years ago on Channel 4, which was mm. about how young Muslims can get radicalised. And so this incredibly ambitious four-parter is about what happens after that and is about four British people going to Syria and joining ISIS. Basically, isn't it? That's that's the kind of that's the that's that is the, exactly, that's what, exactly it is. what it is. But for me, it's an incredibly ambitious project because he's not only is he showing the he's done a lot of research. So in the in interviews with him and in the launch that that he, uh, he by the way he had a launch of this. Yeah. Uh, last Did you week. go? Did you go? I couldn't make it. No, oh. I was supposed to go. But he 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 very much insisted. So this is a four hour show, including ads. It's about three and a half without the ads. Okay. But he insisted that the whole thing, all four episodes, were shown at this launch. 
Oh. And they did the Q&A bit in the middle after the first two episodes. Then they did the... So it literally went on until about... I don't think that's ever been done before, has it? A screening. I mean, it's a, that is, must be one of the longest Didn't screenings Didn't that happen at ever. OJ when you did OJ Made in OJ America? OJ, yes, good point. They screen, did screen about five, six hours of the OJ documentary, yeah. But he definitely... But no one insisted that. You know, I think they wanted to do that so that everyone got that experience. But he very much <sighs> is an insister and he insisted that. I opted out. Well, this is what I was going to say. So I've watched mm. the whole thing. I've watched, oh, have you? Yeah, I've watched every single oh, minute watched of the state. And as, as I was saying, it kind of, it not only does it depict based on a lot of testimony and a lot of factual um, interviews they did mm. and research with people on all different sides um, of what the experience was like for someone, a British person, to go to ISIS with the intention of helping ISIS and joining in mm. the jihad, essentially in Syria, in 2015. It also kind of tries to explore why they do it, what, what's in their mind, what's going on in their mind, what happens to them, what it's actually like there mm. in, with ISIS, hanging out with them and what happens. And then what happens when you come back or if you try and extract yourself from the process. So it's an unbelievable. I can't imagine. There are a few things I can imagine more ambitious than this. Really, can you? I mean, it's just an extraordinary undertaking to me. So now the big question is, what, do, is, what does it actually feel like as a thing to watch? So I've watched the whole thing. You two have watched, what, the first episode? I w- yeah, I think yeah. we both were, we yeah. were texting last night because okay. my actual text to Kay was, Kay, do I have to watch four hours of this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, don't worry, just watch one. Yeah. God, it's, it's heavy going, yeah. isn't it? Inevitably. Inevitably heavy going because it's a very serious subject. The question that kept going through my mind as I was watching these these four people um, and trying to understand the motivation for going, which is actually very kind of well done, you know, and they they are asked about why why they're there by the people that are in in also yeah, in the drama. The, yeah, within the um... was if you did change your mind, could you just go? This is not for me. Um, I'm just going to ha- hop back on a plane ah, and go. Well, that's no. a very good question is because that, that is George? answered in the in the in the right. later, in later but also episodes. Also, in yeah. the first episode, there's a very like pronounced moment where they physically Which, have to throw their passports on a fire, and I was like, yes. mm, really, no going back no, now. No, I don't physically well, about it. Yeah. yeah, one of them throws their passport on the fire in in a kind of ritual yeah. as part of the ritual Tearing of up the leaves expelling of your old life. And but the, but actually, most of the characters, key, this is a key point plot wise have their passports taken away and looked after by the ISIS, like Central Command or whatever. Because that does come back in later episodes, FYI. I thought the guy who played kind of um, Sam Otto, is it? Who plays Sam Jalal Otto, yeah. Otto. He's kind of the main character. He's so main there character. is a main character. So yeah. his his motivation for going is his brother yeah. was killed um, uh, fighting for ISIS and he kind of wants to go and he's very proud of his brother and he's kind of a bit of like a local hero to, yeah. The, yeah, to like these people. Yeah, like a martyred, martyred hero, yeah. yeah. And so his motivation is clear. I mean, he he's a brilliant actor. I thought he was brilliant in this mm. first part and he's so handsome. Anyway, that's a You thought the first thing you said to me this morning when we when we arrived together at the same time in the office was how hot Sam Otto Jalal well, in the state is. That's fine. He's a fictional character. He's a good actor. It's allowed. But the other the other wo- the woman that goes, who's the single mother, Shakira, oh, Shakira and yeah. she played wants by to Oni Uhiara. Apologies if I pronounced that wrong. But she wants to go because she she says, you know, I'm a doctor. I actually want to help. And what I found really interesting, which obviously I'm not going to have known before, is that all these people go with specific ideas of what they want to do to help their cause and actually they're confronted with no, no no this is what you do this is the way that we do it and they're confronted with a set of rules that they didn't realize was going to be put in place i think that was the interesting point wasn't it when yeah. they said you know like don't believe what you see on the internet because yes. they've all been kind of it's a kind of glamorization yeah. on the internet of like this wouldn't be like like all the men think they're going to go there and start fighting you know yeah. guns no. and everything and then the main character at first is like told you know you might not have a gun you might not be fighting you might be spreading the word yeah. of allah and he was like what yeah 
I think it's hard with things like this. This is really well done, but because you see so so much of it, because it's happening and it's on the news, yeah. I just I found it quite. I found it hard to think that I was going to want to watch four hours of something like this. So, oh, that's key, really. So it wasn't it, the story itself and what was happening to these characters wasn't compelling enough or you just thought I you didn't care enough? What was would, the... If I'm honest, I'd probably rather watch a documentary oh. which was based on somebody who and had been, joined I mean, there have been a lot of documentaries. And, yeah, and they have. Because for me... In my Sunday night slot, I like I love Homeland. I'm you a have huge a Sunday Homeland. night slot. Yeah, have a Sunday night slot. <laughs> yeah. I all. love Homeland and I love that kind of thing. And it's sort of, it's kind of midway between documentary and drama, this, I think, because it's so factual. And what I really did like is, um, so they have kind of sort of bits that are subtitled where you mm. learn yes. um, the terminology terms, and stuff, key yeah. terms, which I really liked. I found that incredibly interesting. It is yeah. really, really interesting. But I probably would prefer this subject to be delivered to me um, in a documentary, if I'm completely honest. Because, yeah, it's interesting, because Homeland is much more, deals with some of these kind of things, obviously. You know, yes. But in a much more kind of melodramatic... Exactly. Slightly over-the-top, yeah. yeah. some would say. This, so the tone of this, which I thought was... I See, I think the genius of this programme, mm-hmm. I've said it... You're going to stick to it. That it's told in a very... It's not, it doesn't feel like a documentary. It's definitely like a classic drama. You know that these are fictional characters. You know they're yeah. actually playing them, but... But they the could tone, be real because you feel right. like it's been so brilliantly researched yes. that yeah. actually it feels like you are watching a documentary. Right. So yes. also, the, but the tone of it is so um, almost calm, a matter of fact. Agreed. That you ap- it feels absolutely real every step mm. of the way. And, and I actually feel that it's better than a documentary. I was, this is what the main point I was going to make. On, yeah. Hold on a minute. No, no, no. I've watched a lot of... How believe can you get me, better than a documentary? Yeah, you I'm, can't. I'm going to explain. Oh, I'm going to explain. I feel this is what Peter Kosminski, the writer actor, was trying to do. And this is the reason why I think he's done this. It's because I've, read, I've, seen, I've, I've watched a lot of documentaries about ISIS. I'm kind of mildly obsessed and fascinated by it. And particularly about how... What? Who knew? Yeah. 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 I I think these are words I never biggest, thought would come from your mouth. It's one of the biggest phenomena of our time mm. you know, that and mm, yeah. Islamic fundamentalism and why people get yeah. radicalised I think I find it absolutely yeah, yeah. It's fascinating. fascinating then seemingly these are all all the main characters which I thought was brilliant so this is my I think this is what he was the genius of the show he takes four main characters who are all likeable intelligent eloquent in quotes normal yeah. people British people mm. the, the kind of people you might bump, run into every day of your life particularly the doctor I the doctor was, will, yeah. with her son with a nine year old son and you think, hold on a minute, don't you realise what the fuck ISIS yeah. is? And, what's, and you're taking your son out there, you intelligent person, to completely demented yeah, right. Islamic fundamentalists. Why are you doing this? What are you thinking? So, But it completely explores that in an incredibly believable way. And it's the first time, honestly, I feel I've really understood what is going oh, through their minds. Yeah, and is, more than that, mm. the daily routine. Yeah. Of life. That's what you don't get in a documentary. Yeah, that's true. Because documentaries, true. by their very nature, particularly ones, they're trying to film a documentary, right? It's hard, you know, you can't just... Yeah. To, you get kind of key moments and, you know, insights and little slivers, if you like, of life. But this, over the four hours, this, yeah. which I think is probably why he insisted that everyone watch the four hours, 
in that preview screening, you just get an r- incredible sense of what daily life is like. The domestic setting, this, the tranquility yeah. of it, you, you would never yeah. expect that, would and you? you? There's mm. a great character, and we would, I think, you know, play this woman, this oh, white yeah. woman. There's a lot of white people in it, converts, mm. who are often more zealous than the, mm. than the Which people, they joke about. Which yeah, which they talk about, that Muslims born into Islam. And there's a white woman who kind of is the organiser of the women. The American woman. Yeah, the American woman. She's yeah. unbelievably pleasant, and she has this kind of mm. almost chilling likability to her. At the same time, she's telling them, you have to marry, find a husband, otherwise we'll yeah. kill you. She's like a but cheerful th- matron. Yeah, she's like a cheerful psychopath. Yeah. And it's, and that, I thought that was the... I, I just thought the whole thing dealt with mm. all of these issues so brilliantly. And it's hard because... You know, on the on the what you don't want to depict these people as being insane psychopaths. She's not depicted as psychopaths, so I, that was a wrong use of the word. None of them are. You don't want to depict these people as, no. as cartoons and stereotypes. I it think totally it challenges doesn't. the impressions that you have. It, well, it certainly did for me. Yeah. Like all the things that I thought, I was like, actually, you know, through the different stories, I was like, I completely could understand why someone would do that and you know decide to go there to follow their religion for this for jihad yeah. and like. As you say, the fact that it was a doctor with a son, so a mother who's obviously very protective, and she would still do that. I was like, well, obviously there's, you know, there's something really... And do you think that we've got... Because I suppose the thing is the impression that you get of somebody who's been radicalised is a very kind of generalised impression of someone who wants to go out and kill, kill, kill. Do you think and maybe this is just a complete moot point, that it is important for us to understand the motivation. Oh, I people. think it is. I so, think it is. Right. It's the most important thing, because yeah. without that, how do you possibly... like? And I think that's, the for me, the big problem. We're getting, we're getting deep here, but the big problem with the way the world... The way we try and deal treats, with the problem yes. is that we don't try and understand Completely. it before. Yeah, Because it's so horrific. Obviously, it's massively horrific. But what they what they actually do? John's but, looking at us like we've yeah, gone too deep. I know, <laughs> I know. Maybe we have. But it, this is for me. This is the incredible thing about this series: that it's dealing with these huge questions and in in, a, in, a, in an extremely convincing way. So I think that. And I'll tell you what's interesting is you have to watch the end. But what happens? Oh, no, I can't spoil it. Okay, but don't don't, 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 don't say anything. How these people are dealt with is part of the story. And interestingly. He explained, the writer-director explained, that he couldn't get many testimony from British people who'd been through this experience because they're all in prison. <gasps> and they immediately, anyone who is caught returning from this, from, from being with ISIS, having oh. anything to do with them, no matter what the experience was, but, actually killing people. But on, they changed their mind. Right. You get it's eight years in prison on average for whatever you've done. Now, I'm not saying, now, that's just a thing that happens. Whereas in Europe, in other parts of Europe, that isn't the case. And he, and he was saying how in other parts of Europe, and that he got a lot of testimony from other European people who had gone there, who, who, who were the authorities, try and find out exactly what they did and why and try to kind of somehow get them back into society and not just shun them and put them in prison and therefore they're criminals for life. So it's just, it's just lots, there's so many facets to this stuff. I think this is going to sweep up all the BAFTAs. BAFTA yeah, I think this yeah. is going to be one of the big TV yeah. events of me our too. time. No, it it has, to see, has to be seen. Five stars from me. I'm giving it four stars. I didn't want to watch it. I poo-pooed it to Boyd. I was like, I, I, life's depressing it enough. It was. I was like, mm. no, no, no. And I'm so happy I watched it. Yeah, I wouldn't have chosen to watch it, I have to say, but I did I did think it was it was good. Four stars from me. Now that I've gone on about it, to say are you gonna watch the rest of the three parts? No, Boyd, I'm not. Yes, I am. I of course am. I am. Of course I am, because now I want to know what happens, because I yeah. think the reason you've you got, got such... I think the reason you've got such high opinion of it is because you've watched yes. it all. Oh, completely. Also, no, but I think from the first episode. I no, think... I liked the first episode, but... I, could... I think what it really does kick in, I would say, in two and three, and then I'll tell you the, the one thing is the kid is so brilliant, the nine, the boy, oh, yeah. who, and what happens to him is absolutely fascinating as well. Right, we are stopping now, no John. Spoilers. We are we spoil, going to We're going to move on to the tick. 
Of course we are. Let's move on to this then. This is the new Amazon Prime superhero comedy fantasy thing. Steph, what the hell is the tick? The tick is a gigantic blue superhero. Correct, tick. Yes. Okay, so the wonderful Peter Serafinowicz. Yes. Plays the tick, who you at first believe is just a fictional character in the mind of Griffin Newman. Who plays yep. Arthur. Who plays Arthur. Yeah. And so Griffin Newman has been in, it says here, Search Party and Beware the Gonzo. Yeah. I don't know what Beware I, the Gonzo I haven't is. watched I either of those. I think we need to cross-check anyway. that. Yeah. So Griffin Newman plays Arthur and he's a troubled, he's a troubled child. And what he has seen in his young life is his father killed by three of his favourite superheroes when they're, this sounds insane and it is, um, when they're a spaceship lands on his head as he's going to fill the meter for the car park. Then he, then it cuts to, it cuts to his life now, and everyone thinks he's completely crazy. He has a lovely sister called Dottie, who's like saying, "Are you taking your meds?" Because they all think he's mad because he hears lots of voices, and he is obsessed with finding the person that is responsible for killing his father, who is called the ter- who's who's the terror player? Jackie Earl Haley. Jackie Earl Haley, who was so, in the Watchmen film and often plays horrible nasty villains. Right. Okay. Professional nasty man. It's professional nasty man. So um, yeah, so he's obsessed with finding him, but he's got this. He's from. When he was a young boy, he had these, had these voices that then turn out to be this blue light that then turns out to be the, the tick. He thinks he's the only one that can see the tick, but it is revealed that actually the tick is available to see for everyone. It's completely insane. I don't know what else to say about it, Boyd. It's just mad, isn't it? But I was very surprised to know that it's actually, this isn't the first iteration of the no, tick. It's the third iteration. Well, so this is it's based on a comic book and it was uh, created by a guy called Ben Edlund, who was 18 when he first wrote it back in the day. And it, yeah. How about that? I think you can and tell. he's still, he's still very much totally hands on with all kind of adaptations of it. So they did a, they did a um, animated series, which I think did quite well years ago. Then in the early 2000s, they did a live action thing, which didn't do so well. It only lasted one season, I think. And now this is the big, much bigger budget, much more ambitious. It looks fantastic, isn't it? I mean, third time lucky. I'm not so sure. Oh, so okay, Kay, I'm getting Kay's the distinct sense. That Kay, you didn't, uh, yeah. but hold on a minute. We know we know that she doesn't like superhero things. We do. Correct. Not really fantasy, do but you? But I'm very fair as a person, as you know. So I gave this mm. fair chance. Go on. I didn't find it funny. It's it's like Girl Boss. I knew I was meant to find it funny. So at every juncture, I was like, mm, right, is that funny? Question. Just not funny. Have you watched Deadpool? Yes, I love Deadpool. Okay. No. I love Deadpool. Deadpool's funny. I think Ryan Reynolds is funny. I and think this is just I think my problem with this is Deadpool unfunny. is the is the standard to beat in yeah, terms yeah, yeah. of funny, ludicrous superheroes that are a bit sarky. Yeah. And boy, I don't know what you think, but I don't know um, whether. Yeah, I know what you mean. Dead, I mean, Deadpool is an absolutely fantastic kind of attempt to do a, a pretty much a comedy superhero yeah. film, wasn't it? Yeah, very yeah. much played for laughs. And this, so this is it's slightly less played for laughs than that, in a way. Yeah, but I feel like it should play what more. Is it? Right. Right. So are you saying, are, are you using the old, it's tone, tonally confusing? I think it critique. is tonally confusing. I think yeah. it should be. It's, it looks ridiculous. Just be ridiculous. Be funny. Is this the best use of Peter Serafinowicz's time, is what I'm wondering? <laughs> He's, you know, he's a busy man. He's a busy man. I, I mean, I do love. It's a, I mean, I know what you mean because I love Peter Serafinowicz. Yeah. He is brilliant. He does still does has time. You know, he does these things online, these YouTube videos of Donald Trump. Have you ever seen any of these? No. Yeah. He does these brilliant Donald Trump um, videos where he does an incredibly camp, like Liberace style <laughs> voice, Aww. and they match perfectly. 
what Donald Trump says in his speeches, and they're hilarious because it's like Donald Trump has this camp voice. Oh my god! See, that sounds says. funny. That they are funny. brilliant, and he is an incredible mimic. Um, Peter yeah. His Michael Caine is. A, he had a brilliant sketch show years ago. So I hear what you're saying about mm. best use this time. I think he's brilliant in this. And I think I feel he's like almost channeling um, Adam West, you know, the late Adam West, who died yeah, recently, yeah, yeah. the original Batman on TV. He was okay. brilliant. Brilliant. Kind of brilliantly pompous kind of doofus. That's the character of the tick. He's, a bit of a goofball idiot. The tick is the best character yeah, in it. The like, tick is great. He, he sounds like he's constantly in an right. infomercial. Now, here's my complaint. So I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it much more than you two, I get the feeling. No, I enjoyed it. Okay. But I just think there is a standard been set by Deadpool of. Of yeah. comedy things, and it didn't reach that. I think if you forget Deadpool, for a okay, minute, I will. Okay, it is enjoyable. I know what you mean. It's not as funny at all. Mm. But I almost think they've decided to go for a tone, which is would be as it's an enjoyable superhero story. Mm-hmm. If you're just into superheroes, so I think they yeah. wanted to get that market, if you like, that you know big, that huge big crowd of let's face it, yeah. geeks and nerds like me who do love superhero films. Yeah. They want, didn't want to put off that those people by making it too kind of. Comedy too broad, comedically maybe. That's my feeling. I've no really? proof of this. So actually, the the character of Arthur is foregrounded much more than the Tick, mm-hmm. and, you, and it's kind of all seen through his point of view. And he's an everyman. He's not a particularly funny guy. He's a, just a kind of he's a kind of um, neurotic figure he's who so- you like. But the Tick itself, who, who whose scenes are all really funny and does really funny things, isn't in it as much. And I think that was a flaw. And maybe not- in so I've seen the pilot in episode one. So yeah. six episodes drop on Amazon next Friday. I've only seen those two, and I feel maybe the Tick will be in it more as time goes on. I hope so. Carry on, Kate. I think my main point is I don't care about Arthur. Oh, yeah, oh really? I don't. Okay. I didn't really care about him. I like. Is that oh. because of the, the character he is or the actor or No, or the, no the character thing? he is. Yeah. Like, I just don't feel like enough was invested in that story. I don't know. Even when this kid, the trauma of watching his dad. Yeah, I mean, if that was all, like, if, yeah, but just we this version of him now, the older version, yeah. he's just still, I just... I thought the scene where um, he does, re- where he suddenly thinks that the tick is a figment of his imagination, which is clearly, like, based on a lot of um, film and TV moments yeah. where suddenly you realise this person doesn't exist in real life and they've got some kind of schizophrenia or something, mm. like Fight Club, spoiler alert. Yeah. It's definitely like inspired by those moments, and then it turns out he is does exist, he and he hasn't got him any, yeah. any, this issue. Was brilliant. I thought that was great. That I did scene. like that scene, and I'm not sure if there's another scene uh, in the first two episodes that was good as that moment. Well, I like. I actually like the little moment where, um, because I watched the pilot and the first episode, yeah. where he acknowledges that obviously they've got they've done the pilot where Peter Serafin yes, has oh, got a great. really shit outfit, yes. and then. Obviously, because it got commissioned, then yeah. he's got a very slick, uh, slick costume. costume. And he goes, you look different. Yeah, that was and great. I like things like yes. that. So there were moments yes. of, of great Big comedy knowing. in it. But I think to, to go with Kay's comment about him not being likeable Arthur, I think the thing about Arthur is he's a little bit like one of the guys out of the Big Bang Theory. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, He's yeah. a bit like that. And but not as funny. But not as funny. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Though. And they're not playing him for laughs, I don't no. think. So. He's the straight man. Yeah. The tick is the is the kind of is the is the goofball funny guy. Yeah. But you're absolutely right about that moment. And that was very that Deadpoolish, was, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that, that is the moment that stayed with me. I was like, yeah. oh, that's actually hilarious. I enjoyed it. I think it's an enjoyable show, and I, I would give it four stars. But I'm easily pleased. Okay? I'm gonna give it three stars. Steph. I'm gonna give it three. Fair enough. And I love superhero films. And I love Peter Serafinowitz. I'm glad you've made those two things clear. Those two things are very important <clears throat> to me. Let us move on right. to the fluff slot. We've gone full <gasps> fluff for the last two items. In the, in the, you're annoyed that I'm calling them fluff. I no, think, not, in, not in this case, I think, but you know, going forward I, it might I, be. I, apologies, but to me, when you have a uh, Saturday evening 
game show presented by Leg Goodman revolving around rhyming. I said not in this case. Okay. I'm just saying let's not be snooty McGooty going I'm forward. I'm not snooty. Would you like to explain the format of this, which is, by the way, invented by... Len Your Goodman. friend Noel Goodman. No, no, Noel Edmonds. That was like an idea of hell where, where Len Goodman and Noel Edmonds <laughs> no, no, have no. a child. No, Noel Edmonds nothing to do with it. Len Goodman presents it. But the, this show, the idea of it, the concept was dreamt up by my real-life friend, Matt Edmondson. Oh, I was wondering yeah. if it was like Obama Llama thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. he invents Matt, who is obviously on um, Radio 1. Yeah. yeah. And is Good friend. D- did Extra Factor. and you, You've seen him on TV. Mm. What? I'm just trying to remember what most... Oh, I think of him as, you know... You think of my your friend, old friend, normal Matt, guy. Your old Matt, yeah. Lovely guy. He's, he's sort of the earth. But he does invent... <laughs> he does come up with these brilliant concepts for games. It's board very games, clever. And he's invented like two or three of them now. And he invented this concept for a Saturday night TV show. And here it is, in full. Can I just ask you a bit of a trivia question? Is there much money in board games? I bet there probably is, yeah. Is I, bet I bet the man in Monopoly's rolling in it. Board game agent, yeah. I mean, I've no idea. <laughs> board no game idea. agent. I want a board game agent. yeah. I do want one. Yeah, well, maybe Matt could get you a board game agent, Kay, for, to deal with all your board game thinking. I do. Have you got a board Ideas. game up your sleeve? You now everyone's got a book in them. Has everyone got a board game in them? Oh, I've got loads of games up my sleeve. I, ju- I digress. Kay, what's Kay, it about? Kay, what is Len Goodman's partners in crime? What is it all about? What is Matt, What is this concept that Matt Edmonds has come up with? Okay, basically, Len Goodman hosts as a, a group of celebrities, in this case, Anton Dubeck, Leila Morse, who played uh, Big Mo in EastEnders, <laughs> um, DJ Dossie, who I didn't know was a thing, but she's a Radio 1 DJ, Radio 1 Extra. 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 Apologies, my lord. Um, And who's the fourth person? The fourth Matt Richardson. Oh, yes. Slightly not to be confused with. This is confusing. This is why I got confused. I was watching at my desk. I said, wait a minute, is this Matt Edmondson? Because I knew he did uh, Obama Lama. So I was like, oh, my God. And then he was like, no, it's the other Matt. So anyway. So just to explain, as I've just said, Edmondson invented it, but Matt Richardson, the very similarly named comedian, is in the first episode. Carry on. And anyway, they there's on the other side, there's two contestants, normal folk, um, who are playing this game, and it's all about rhyming. So there's different rounds. One of them is um, in mime the rhyme. So they have to <laughs> mime out a rhyme while the uh, normal folk guess civilians. what the rhyme is. Civilians, Pogs. sorry. Pogs. The Pogs yeah, guess what it is. They also do rhyme watch. You can get, see all the puns here, where they watch a video and they have to count the number of rhymes they can see. I think there's six, actually. They have to identify them. And weirdly, and this is the most surreal part, Mr. Motivator's in it. And then the third... T- <laughs> that was the weird bit. <laughs> the third section is News at Len. Get it? News mm-hmm. at Len. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, where he, you have to guess the um, headlines in rhymes. And if they, whoever wins either gets a, game, uh, a trip to Portugal... Or, and I really love this, they get a pen from Len, which is like the blankety oh, blank really is. checkbook and pen, mm. essentially. You've, you've brilliantly described it, the uh, format, but what's it actually like to watch? Well, <laughs> can I just say, right, I quite bloody rightly rubbished that terrible cheap, cheap, cheap show dreamt up by Noel, Noel Edmonds last week. But this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> I Why? ruddy bloody loved it. <laughs> I God. thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's got all the magic of Catchphrase, which is one of the greatest shows ever. Without Mr. And Chips. Do you know what I took from Kay last week? When she said, Steph, if we were watching this bloody cheap, cheap, cheap together, we'd be playing the game. And I thought, no, we wouldn't, because it's shit. But I tell you what, this is a game you can play with your family on a Saturday night and see if you can get the rhyme, the rhyme quicker than your 
old relative or whatever. I loved it. I thought it was so fun. I love Len Goodman. I was very concerned that all he had left in life was those farm foods ads. But <laughs> he's come up trumps. Although, do you know what? This is interesting because last week, I mean, admittedly, no one... Not a lot of people like Noel, um, Noel Edmonds. But you've had a problem with Noel Edmonds fake laughing at jokes and just hamming it up. And I feel Len, who I love because I love Strictly and Len and everyone on mm-hmm. it, he does exactly the same thing. So I was wondering how you were going to react to this. I thought you were going to go off the deep end. I've, Good reacted, question. I've reacted well to this because <laughs> Len has been a constant in my life. And as I've told you, Noel needs to be rested. Okay. <laughs> um, no, loved it. I thought, yeah. I played along. I thought it was really funny. I thought it, I thought it was too, I thought it was too I easy. Also, I, know, I also find it funny when I think things are easy and people get it wrong because I oh, just okay. think like that's hilarious. It started off easy. So the first round, which is the kind of basic, is very much like Catchface where, you're, mm. where they're just shown rhyming visuals on screen. Yeah. And they have to guess what they are. Lo-fi. It's kind of is like that, isn't it? And yeah. then it was, it gets slightly more harder as it goes on, doesn't it? I don't think no. so. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm exceptionally good at games and I don't want to break. Oh, you are good at games. Yeah, I'm genius, a bit... Genius, li- Literally, it's mm. my only skill in life. So I didn't find it that hard, but I didn't like it as much I as Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. What did you think of Len Goodman? Len, I, th- I think he's good in that role because he's got the cheeky, you know, cockney geezer, you know, charm to him and stuff. There were a few points where I was cringing for him, but I think he... He handles it quite well. I, Who I found very cringy was Anton Dubeck. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Tony Beak. Yeah. <laughs> Don't, I, I love Anton. I love him too, but I mean... Do you, I love, you, do you love anything to do with Strictly? I mean, I knew Kay was obsessed with Strictly. Do you love anything to do with Strictly as well? Look, I'm a, I am a huge Strictly fan, yeah. but I just, I think this is a genius, I think this is a genius concept. Really? I do. I right. think it's a great I, thing to play with everyone at home. Let me say right now, I oh, think God. it's a good concept. I really like the idea of it. I cannot... Be standing watching Len Goodman trying to host a primetime game show. I'm afraid I, it was painful. I thought it was so <gasps> difficult to watch him. And my question no! is, here's my question about the Len Goodman phenomenon. He's retired from being head judge on Strictly. For what reason? He's now placed himself in the position of doing this show, which he's completely un- yeah. wrong for. Yes. He's even more physical exertions than he... On Trilly, just to sit behind a desk. And this is out there doing rap dancing with one of the contestants. I mean, I did enjoy him doing painful, stri- street dancing. And, like, running around and do... I just thought, what? why has he given up the, the biggest show on TV to do this thing? It's weird. I couldn't get... I didn't understand the logic of why he has retired from that show, which he was brilliant in. I love him in Strictly. He'd For this, doing it too he was long. Awkward. He wanted to change. I just felt he was awkward. I just thought he was uncomfortable. No, I think he, was he was grinning like a maniac. Yeah, I mean, he was doing that at first. I think he warmed up. I think I do oh. think he warmed up because I, I felt the same, and I was I like, mean, "I love him." On, I, I, you know, but I can't love him saying seven and oh. all this. But on this, <laughs> God, do it with more gusto. Mark, seven. Listen, I, honestly, <laughs> listen, you two. I, I can't. I can't face my it. My head is in my hands oh, because yeah. last week. The absolute pile of crap, <gasps> no, cheap, cheap, cheap. No. You were both raving no. about. Cheap, cheap, this cheap is like... so much better than that show. Imagine this, but this could have been great, and it would have been great if if it had just a proper professional funny TV presenter hosting it. Oh, I actually thought, I was sat there watching I thinking Matt Edmondson should be hosting this, you know, or even Matt Richardson, hey. who's funny in it. Len is not funny and Hold he's on trying to be funny and it's painful. Hold on a minute, Len Goodman does the Farm Fresh Foods adverts. I don't know. Were they know. funny? Good luck to him. No, but they're informative. He's a lovely guy, <laughs> but he's, he's a judge on a, he's a dancing expert. I think it's a little bit beneath him. It's weird. It's just weird you that they thought. You think it's thought, beneath him? I, I think don't think it's beneath him. I think, I think a little bit, I think format. the tomfoolery he has to do, I'm just like, Len, Yeah, I, but he's doing, he's deciding to, he's doing it. I tell you, what it feels like is they couldn't get Bruce Forsyth, so they've got Len trying to be Bruce Forsyth, and it's just weird. It's really odd. It's like so he makes it feel so old-fashioned 
And if it had, but it's quite an old-fashioned thing, isn't it? It's old-fashioned entertainment. But Stephen Mulhern does the new um, thing, catchphrase. catchphrase, and does it perfectly well. It needed someone like that, just someone young and fresh and funny. Well, <laughs> so sorry, you're saying Len. because you're saying because Len is old, he should do this. Let's just be clear on this. All right, that's ageist. I take that back. Right, ageist. It's Thank not you. because of how old he is. It's th- it's his tone and it's his delivery and it's his manner. All right, I've got a question. He has a comic time. I've got a no. question. If the presenter was Noel Edmonds, what would you think of this show? I think Noel would handle it better. I have to I say. swear, and, to and that's I, our and friendship I, over. Okay, I can't you know go what? there. I'm going to have to leave. As that's said, our friendship over. But this is me, and I actually said in last week's show, I believe that I found I find Noel generally excruciating, but I think even he would have been more watchable. Oh my god, I've got a question. Go on. <sighs> How many stars would you give it? I've got I just. I, you know, what? I think two and a half. <gasps> yeah. Oh god, I can't face even I'm watching. Not, I'm giving it three. I cannot face watching Len trying to host this show. I'm giving it three stars, Steph. What are you giving? One of the answers was Mel, Mel and Sue cleaning the loo. Oh, Mel or Sue would have done brilliantly. Thanks for reminding me. Oh. That. Steph, stars. How many stars? I think this is a great family show. Four stars. Okay, she's on. She's on. Len Goodman's Partners in Crime <laughs> is on BBC One on Saturday. 19th of August at 6.45pm and will be for six weeks. Yeah. Not buried like that Noel, that stupid Noel Edmonds programme. Okay, let's, let's have... Right, let's just see who gets more in the ratings. Let's see. Well, that's a ridiculous comparison because... Um, I was trying to help you cheap, out cheap, there, cheap, but... Cheap. Noel Edmonds Cheap 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 is on in the middle of the day at three o'clock in the afternoon. This is a primetime Saturday night show at 645 so that's get, what, doesn't you know get what? Okay, that's that. what that's what happens when you try and help Listen, him out. Dude, okay, I'm that's what happens. I, was I should have let giving, hung him out to dry. Trying to have his back. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying you can't. No, 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 no. no, no. More of a comparison. No. Whatever. Oh, will on. be between cheap, 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 which is still on. We'll still be running for the next few weeks at three o'clock on Channel Four, and it's now going to be joined. Its new daytime stable mate is Street Mate. Oh, do you know what you've turned that into a fantastic segue? Thanks. Well done. Which is going to run every day from next Monday, the twenty-first of August, on Channel Four at five thirty p.m. I don't know. He's like, forget my leg. These are all factually true, Kay. I know, sorry. Um, so, you might, so Street Mate originally was a prime time thing, obviously, hosted by Davina, in which she ran around trying to find um, dates, possible dates for real members of the public. And now that role has been taken over by Scarlett Moffat. Of Gogglebox fame. Of Gogglebox fame. And that's it, really. It's just kind of revived the, the old format, format. Has not changed, no. even though dating has changed. Yes. Oh, I feel you a theory coming up. Well, no. Well, look, we're <laughs> in the world of Tinder, aren't we, and Bumble and all of those things that you can do to find a friend. <laughs> a special find friend. A friend. Find there a should special. be a Is there an app called Find a Friend? No, but the but the Bumble one, isn't the Bumble one one where you go, you can you know, it's not just for it's not just for sexing. It's for, I don't know, Bumble friends. isn't for friends. Oh, is it not? What's no, the one sp- that's just for friends, friends with Benz, maybe? Oh. <laughs> is it? Well, I mean, you just want to. Mi- I, I don't imagine a lot of people are going. Oh, I'm going to go on this dating app to meet a, but what a if friend. You want to just find a new friend. Well, I think you just got to socialise and go to I don't know a cafe <laughs> and stuff. Anywho, okay, right. So yeah, I thought she was. I'm just going to go straight. <laughs> the into people on her. the ground want to find a friend. Like, if you want to, like, you know, Pogs, you've got us. Don't worry about it. Go and socialise <laughs> to the people on the ground. To go and have <laughs> meet, group meetings about this podcast. Maybe they could but find a friend. Start appreciation societies. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, but dating has changed, hasn't yes. it? And my only slight issue with this format not changing at all is that you know we've become increasingly insular in trying to find people. And also, I always thought it was a little bit weird shouting at people on the street <laughs> because if you're looking for somebody, you don't go, "Oi." You, Ooh. with the sexy legs, go over here, love. Challenge for John, the engineer, to get, on a date. to deal with the volume of that, the volume of that shout there. Sorry, everybody. You Be don't fine. say, fine, sure. but you don't say, oh, you're looking good. Come on. 
Let's go for a pint. Do you? I actually well, really like that did, way of doing it. Okay, okay cool. I would actually like it if someone did that. I think it's just like... But also, that's the whole point of the show, isn't it? It's not real life. It's it's a format of a... But, they are, real, but they are real people oh, looking, no. looking for dates, aren't they? They are yeah, real people looking for they're love. They're not robots. They're pogs. What did you, is, I guess the key question is, considering the format is exactly the same as it was back in the day when Davina hosted it, and it's, it's Scarlet Moffat, what do we think of her? Yeah, and mate, I have to I say... I think she's brilliant. She is got the charisma she's got the charm this show is if you love Scarlet Moffat if you love John Gogglebox you will love this show because it's all about her she's bubbly and, excitable. and the funny things that she says I think it's, I mean also I do find it hilarious what modern day young 20 something potential daters ah, no, think about yeah. themselves because oh, I wrote this is the joy of it yeah one of them said the thing is I'm just hilarious people around me just tend to laugh all the time was that Austin that guy, yeah, right, I mean, so there's a 29 year old uh, boy called Austin who's on the first episode. He's a personal trainer. And isn't he, is he on, is he in my imagination or isn't he a bit like Leanne B. George, your husband? Okay, right. This, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast all the time, we don't constantly talk about my husband. But yeah, he is a bit like that. Okay. He thinks, so. right, this guy, I'm not saying he's like your husband, he thinks he's very funny <laughs> and he's into sport. Yeah, he's a personal trainer. trainer. Oh, tick, tick. <laughs> And no, he's a physiotherapist. Liam's a physiotherapist. Oh, okay. Sorry. He, go, he goes, on, he goes on a date with this girl called Jenny, right? And this is my idea of a hell date because they have feet massages. Now, anyone who exposes their feet on a date mm. should be immediately struck no, off. No, it's a, no, a no. no. Ugly, ugly part of the body. No one needs to see them, right? And then... Okay, so anti-feet stall. And then he starts having this conversation with her, like angling for her to ask him his best joke. And she which, does. Yeah, and it's not funny. And then he spends. Are you going to tell the joke, Kate? It's a knock-knock joke. All right, Boyd, you can do it then. No, I can't remember it. Come on. All right, knock-knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? Europe who? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> Steph. No. Sorry. No. It's quite funny. Oh, You've oh, broken God. up in hysterics. That is quite all right. Did you laugh this much when you watched you it? On? Half I was laughing at that and half I was laughing because I realised that I've watched a completely different episode to you two. <laughs> Oh, this is good. This is this is useful. This is good because just to, the the explanation is that there were two episodes to watch off Street Mate on on our on the service that we used to watch previous previous service yeah. online, and Kay had to find out from the publicist of the show which one was the first episode, which one was the second, and we right. found it, and I checked I checked with her as I was watching it. I I made you no, didn't. I made no and such you, but it was called episode one, which isn't episode one. Okay, so I watched just the saying. one that said episode one, which yeah. isn't episode one. So what we're but talking listen, about? That's, that's a much of a muchness because when the pogs watch it, they're going to be right watching the right episode. Anyway, know. did you find that joke funny? Because he thought yes. it was hilarious. But the funny thing is, when we were talking about the bloke being like your your husband, you think we were mad? <laughs> a little bit, but then that's I think that anyway. So, uh, right. so there's another guy who's like your husband in episode two. Yeah, but he yeah, but he sort he's yeah there is, but then he doesn't go on the date okay. anyway, anyway. Anyway, that's who I thought we were talking about. Anyway, sorry, Kay, carry on. No, I was just going to say about that day, it was like um, yeah. excruciating to watch for that reason, that he thought he was really funny and the worst thing, like some things should just never be faked and laughter is one of them. At one point in the in the episode you haven't watched, Steph, right. um, he <laughs> says to that, this doofus, uh, Austin, says to this this poor woman, he says, why didn't you laugh at my joke? He yeah, he questions her. I mean, well, I, and she kind of says, well, it wasn't very funny and it is, it is 
borderline excruciating. Having, having said that, having said that, the next couple that um, is on the show is a girl called Sarah from Wales, and um, she loves fossils, and she's got a psychology degree, and she's really sweet. And um, it's she, such a run, Sarah from Wales, and she loves fossils. No, she because she goes on about <laughs> it. I know. And I'm telling you because Harrison, the uh, total beefcake, she ends up going on a date with, likes animals, loves reptiles, is completely right up her street. And it was a really cute date. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. And th- it, it was he was funny because he had a whole... He, he took us into his home and he goes, I'm a big reader. I've got loads of books. They're all books about dinosaurs. Oh. It, was just, it was funny. It was I have to say, I, I thought he was very lovely. No, he was, he was very likeable, yeah. Can I talk about someone in the episode yeah, that I watched? Yeah, watch. I mean, this is fine because the whole thing is on. It's a Monday to Friday, stri- you know, okay. daytime tree anyway. So it's not like we have to focus completely on the one episode that two of us so watched. In the episode that I watched, yeah. okay, one of the guys that she goes on a date with, um, he basically fancies himself as a bit of an impressionist, and he's like, oh, "I think it's going really well." Oh no, what, I'm going to break out the impressions. As in, his impressions oh, are of Michael Caine. <laughs> Jim Carrey. Is it Peter Serafinowicz? Oh my God, it's it's honestly, it's so cringy. And then they cut to her just going, I mean, the impressions were a real low point. I mean, to be fair, this sounds like the first day on the first episode. It's awful. I mean, right, so for me, it's got everything. It's got cringe factor, hilarious cringe factor. Scarlett, who I just think is a winner and this show is perfect for her. I think also the dates are exciting. I got excited watching them. Yeah, yeah, no. My only complaint was, is that, so what they actually do is after the date, then three or four weeks later, they do a checkup on like, of these couples are still together and obviously inevitably they fizzled out. Of course, of course. (laughs) My complaint about it is they did a Skype one, Scarlett Skyped Sarah in Wales and the screen of the computer was filthy. I mean, that's a very specific Listen, complaint. it was like 100 people had put their paws on that screen. Whose screen? Scarlet's screen? Yeah, they should clean that screen. That's a bit of a stuff complaint, though. It's, it's, it's a whittle. Tweet the it's a whittle. It's, it's a, a whittle. It, it, I don't think so. Remind us, think... <laughs> Steph was annoyed about Ricky Whittle, the star of American Gods, taking his top off and playing football in LA. All right, I'm going to tweet a picture. You decide if you think that screen's like clean the, enough. She didn't like him. Uh, unclean screen, yeah, no, it's, a, it's, it's a fair point. I, I, here's my, go on. You, Can I just say one other thing that I found that we didn't have in Davina's day? The other slight problem with filming on the street nowadays is because all those, gosh darn it, all those people have got camera phones. And so what you're seeing all the time is people trying to take photos of Scarlet in the background. Did you see that in the first episode? Yes, I did, yeah. And they're they're, they're excited to see it. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'd be excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. And we love Scarlet. She's a friend friend of Heat. F-O-H. Mm, yeah, an FOH. Friend of heat. Um, I thought she was very good, yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I think it's, I, for me, the most interesting thing as a TV obsessive about, you know, scheduling and stuff, that it is a daytime, they've put it in this daytime slot in the kind of, like almost like the countdown slot, 5.30. It feels like slightly wasted that... Yeah, I, have I to think say, six. Well, oh, I was going to say, you know, why it's not an eight? Because like Channel 4, mm. it's not like they're overflowing with entertainment formats. You know, Ooh. in fact, yeah, I mean, as far as I'm aware, Channel 4 hasn't, I've got hardly any entertainment shows. I'm, I'm saying, you know, like, not like... Um, Haven't they got cheap, cheap, cheap? That's, yeah, <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. And Question. Other, yeah, wait, so that should be on at nine o'clock every night. Oh, my God. Sorry. Oh, my... God. What but, time so, Hollyoaks on? Hollyoaks. Oh, there you go. Get rid. No idea. Street mate on. I just think this should be an eight o'clock... This is an eight o'clock show for me. It's, I don't know why they're... I think, I think they're kind of wasting it at 5.30. Yeah. Who do we know at Channel 4 we can call? Well, <laughs> they, they'll all be listening, I'm sure. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, I enjoyed it, and I thought it was... Um, a very entertaining half hour. So yeah. I'm not sure if the old stream was half an hour, but anyway, this feels very, very focused and fun and breezy and in an entertainment she's watch. She's such a natural she's, she's, yeah. she's such a natural. She's fantastic. She is, yeah. yeah. Much more natural. I can, you know, Scarlett doing this is great casting, unlike Leg Goodman doing 
Why would you have to get that final you just dig in that just night saying, in like, I feel it's such an obvious more. comparison. Like, you know, yeah. she's been or perfectly no, chosen. Or Noel Edmonds being back on screen. Right, it's yeah. really difficult, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, one or two, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to give uh, solid four stars to the revival of Street Mate starting on Channel 4 Monday, 21st of August, 5.30pm. Okay. I'm going to second that with four stars. I think it's the best of all the dating shows out there. The, oh, hold on. Yeah, I do. Naked Blind Attraction. Date. Naked no. Attraction. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. Along with Naked Attraction. But Blind Date's better than Take Me Out. Is oh, better yeah. Than... yeah. Oh, no, oh. I won't have that. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, do you no, think no, it is? No, no, I... You like Take Me Out? He you likes like... Take Me Out. No, I don't hate Take no Me Out. No lighty, no likey? Hmm? I don't mind Take Me Out. But, I, but Naked Attraction is the best one for me. It's good, Naked Attraction. I'm four... Three and a half stars. Oh, Okay. Mm, yeah. I'd, I'd probably give it three and a half, actually. You're right. <laughs> Got carried away. You've converted me. Um, so that's Street Mate back on Channel 4 soon. And because we've done so many focused on so many programs focused on the presenters, Len Goodman, Noel Edmonds, Scarlett Moffat, it's time for question time. Right. Are you going to do it properly this I will, time? if you do it properly. Okay, because you were very limp last I know. week. Okay. It's the Noel Edmonds spat. Here we go. Question time. So the question is, who is your favourite TV presenter? Kay. Ooh, okay. I wasn't expecting you coming to me first. I'm going to say... It's just how I roll. David Attenborough. Oh. The original, the best. He is an absolute king amongst men. Yeah, it's not controversial. Um, selection. I, would I say, don't yeah. ever aim to be controversial, boys. <laughs> I merely aim to answer the question. My angel. Unlike Steph, who is a troublemaker. <gasps> yes, come on, many... come on, troublemaker. No, this is not going to be controversial. I don't think. Noel Edmonds. <laughs> Paul Denan. Grady. Oh. oh, hate Paul Denan. Yeah, sorry, Venom. <laughs> Venom <laughs> I do. He's been so nasty in Celebrity Big Brother. If you're watching mm. that, oh, he's vicious. Anyway, Paul O'Grady, who is never vicious and oh, always hilariously funny. That is not just the reason, but it's the main reason. <laughs> For the love of dogs. Oh, God, I just love that show. You know, last week we were saying, what do you watch that makes you kind of happy that you can watch? And you said, you said, yeah. would I lie to you? Yeah. I could watch oh. hours and hours of Paul O'Grady for the love of dogs. He is wonderful. <laughs> I love him. He's... They should put it on DVD. You know that Channel 4 Vet programme? Oh, Super Vet. Super Vet. You know oh, that? You know? Noel. Fitzpatrick. Uh, oh, do you oh, like that? God, you know, I've got, I've got a him. pile of DVDs of that. They're putting that on DVD. Do you know I, was, I, really, I was astonished. Really, I really want to meet Noel Fitzpatrick. I do love you him. him. We can oh, have like the eight, eight DVD box set. Of, I'll have that. Yeah, you have that. Those all, so even, even what about even his revival of Blind Date that he's a bit uncomfortable in? Yeah, no, I'm, I, I, I like that. When we reviewed that, I yeah. liked it. Okay. But as I said, well, I'm still waiting for us to pitch the idea <laughs> of Paul O'Grady. As I said, I think he should have done it with dogs yeah. Oh, yeah, at the yeah. time. Blind dog owners. Yeah. Blind dogs. Blind dogs. Blind dogs. Although blind dogs need to be loved too. That's more. Not blind dogs. Yeah. That's more um, teach your pet to do that, isn't it? Yeah. Which is oh. also a great show. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, I'm, I'm going for. Um, Ooh, I've, I've decided to block out. I was thinking of like great American chat show hosts. Of course like you were. David Letterman. No, I'm uh. not. I'm going for some proper British TV presenter, Mel and Sue. Oh, yeah. that's two. Oh, you I have listened to, choose to one. you on her yeah. show. Did you? Yes. Isn't she, isn't she brilliant? She's yes, so great. She is fantastic. I love Perkins. She did that. She did, yeah, I was on Radio 2 with her on last Sunday. She's probably still on the uh, iPl- Radio iPlayer listeners. Stop directing know. people elsewhere. I mean, they're here. You're here now, so that's what well, counts. going to stop immediately and go and listen to No, they should listen to this again. There's Miss seconds left. But she was brilliant, and she had low script. She just ripped the whole thing off the top of her head. Like she was brilliant, and so yeah. Okay, I'm going to narrow it down to Sue. But even though I love Mel as well, no, narrow, narrow it down to Sue. Out, down, of who? out of who? Out of who else? Mel and Sue, and the rest oh. of the world of TV presenters. <laughs> out of yeah. Mel and Sue, you narrow it down to Sue. Okay. I said you had to choose one. Well can done. you even believe they've beaten Anton Deck as well? Yeah, I can. Because they're can. just too obvious. Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, well done for sticking with us if you have. And if you how, how, how long have we well, gone on for? 14 hours? Six hours. <laughs> Six hours. And 32 seconds. seconds. We'll be back next week. But ha- hold on, because if they want to get in touch <laughs> with us, me. boys. Oh, if you want to get a um, coffee, I've got a sudden cough. If you want to get in touch with us, at Boyd Hilton on the Twitter, at K Ribeiro, E I R O. Thank you. And at Steph Seedon, P H C Lan. If you've got to the end of this and you think, oh, this is the greatest show ever, and you feel like giving us a star rating, hey. If you want us to help Boyd out choking here, you've got to vote. Otherwise, I'm not doing it. I'm going to choke to death right now. Rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah, thanks. (laughs) Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.